Welcome to Two Guys Discussing Software. Two Irish guys. Two Irish guys discussing software. And thank you for joining us today. This is the original podcast uh, where we're going to discuss everything from third party maintenance, third party support, IBM, IBM renewals, cost savings, client experience, and how to best handle tactical approaches to IBM contracts. So, my name is Tomas O'Leary. Um, I am the CEO of Origina. So, we're going to discuss our favorite topic today IBM. Um, I'm here with my very good friend and colleague, Brendan Walsh. Say hello, Brendan. Hello, Tomas. Hello, Brendan. How are you? I'm not too bad. It is our favorite topic, isn't it? It's the only topic. Well, it's the topic. Apart, apart from ourselves, of course. Well, that's true. That's true. We like to talk about ourselves. But today we're going to talk about IBM. And I think we'd like to talk, given the time of year, about IBM year end. It's December, coming up to Christmas. This is the time of year IBM does a huge portion of their business. And We've always asked the question in the IBM world, how is it that they're doing so much business at this time of year and they go to sleep perhaps for other parts of the year? Have you kind of looked at this? Have you thought about it? I mean, you're, I'm in the IBM game for 25 years. Um, you're probably in it not quite as long as me. I'd just be keen to get your view on, on what you think about this. Yeah, well, I've been in the software business, as you know, for a long time. Uh, work for a lot of international software companies. I've even done some work with IBM as an IBM partner at various stages, you know, for some of the companies that I've worked for. Um, and it's always been a curiosity as to why, you know, is so much of the revenue geared towards the year end? You know, why is it left so late? You know, what is wrong with the other quarters? You know, why, why aren't there, why isn't it spread out? Because any business I've worked for before, the CFO or the FD doesn't like to see a big lump of revenue at the very end of the year. They like to see the revenue spread out across the quarter. So it's always been quite curious to me as to why I think nearly 50% of global revenue from IBM is left until the fourth quarter. So there's got to be something in that. Um, and as a, as a sales guy, I kind of understand it somewhat. Um, but you'd wonder why such a sophisticated, you know, uh, old business still operates this way. You know, it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at IBM's clients as well, you look at them traditionally, I think they're also, their year ends mm. are also fall into, in the main, that part of the year to the end of December. So there's probably a kind of a budgeting thing. Their customers are probably used to saying, this is the time of year that we are spending the last of our budgets. And the IBM sales guys turning up like with his hungry look, his car outside waiting to see what can he take away in the back of the car. Isn't that a kind of... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Forbes 2000 companies, uh, I suppose 50% of the Forbes 2000 also have a year end at the end of December. So that kind of explains a lot. But the vast majority, well, the majority of IBM's business isn't done in the US, it's done internationally. But I guess large organizations, international organizations that IBM typically do business with yeah, they have a year end as well. And, you know, maybe they're also playing the game with IBM. Maybe they're holding back in their budgets, waiting to see what Christmas incentives will IBM offer them because they know the game and they know that the sales guys are being incentives to bring in the business, get as much as they can. And so a smart procurement guy is going to hold out, you know. Um, so that kind of, that's probably a, an input. And then so 
how is it then their numbers are, are not really, still not coming up to scratch? They've had a massive decline over the last number of years, haven't they? The revenues have changed. Yeah, I think that's kind of uh, another topic. I mean, it's it's somewhat related, but yeah, look, you know, looking back at the history, we know from 2011 to 17, 22 consecutive quarters of decline in revenues. I've researched that a little bit as to why that is. Uh, I think you have some some good ideas. Some of it's related to currency fluctuation, strength or weakening of the dollar. But 22 quarters of revenue decline from 107 billion down to 79 billion. It's not all currency. No. So, you know, what's going on in the organization is something definitely to for us to, we could chat about. Um, but it's still, you know, it, it still doesn't explain uh, why 50% of the revenue is left at the end of the year. You know, it's kind of, they're kind of two somewhat separate items you know a declining a declining company that still operates seems to operate in, in very traditional ways when it comes to doing business with its end users yeah yeah and it's it's in the news a lot recently i mean they bought red hat as we all saw the 34 billion dollar acquisition for a business that does revenues of $3 billion. So it's not going to add a lot of money to it. I'd like to be a Red Hat shareholder right now. Absolutely. 10 times revenue valuation seems pretty high. And I think there's been a lot of chatter online about that as to whether that's a good valuation or not. Um, Again, as I said, I've worked for a lot of international software businesses, selling software and services. And if you got four times revenue, you probably walked away pretty happy. So 10 times... 10 times is, is, is a pretty significant number to pay yeah. uh, for that. And yeah, let's see how that pans out. You know? Yeah, we've got to see what it does to this number. And they've been in the news even overnight, actually. They've been in the news. They've done another offload of some of their you know, area that we know very well, yeah. their software business, their legacy software business. They've moved uh, Portal, Commerce, Unica, Big Fix, and yeah. AppScan, kind of yeah. these yeah. products from IBM. They moved those. Domino, yeah. And previously Domino and Inframix. Yeah. They've sold these on to HCL or, or have they? There's got a confusion over whether they've actually sold the business. Have they sold the, the development rights to the business? Because the business revenue still seems to flow through IBM, so we're we're kind of not sure what the actual deal. It's there's a lot of there's a there isn't clarity really on what has actually happened here. Because we see it at the given our own business providing a service to IBM users, asset owners. We see them still, even though this has been going on for a couple of years, companies are still going to IBM and they're doing their renewals with IBM if they're not coming to us. Um, yeah, it's 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 curious again. Another kind of curiosity as to exactly how that that all hangs together. Yeah, clearly HCL are now responsible for the ongoing development of the software. How the revenue flows is is not entirely clear. I know from being at the coalface uh, with customers, uh, particularly in this fourth quarter, which is uh, as you know a busy quarter for IBM. It also tends to, to translate into a busy quarter for ourselves as as clients decide whether or not they're going to renew with IBM or not. And one of the one of the the factors in, in looking at that is, well, who's actually responsible for, you know, patches and who's responsible for uh, upgrades and updates. And if the software isn't actually owned by IBM or it is owned by IBM and it's with HCL or isn't with HCL, nobody's entirely clear. And, and certainly from conversations that I've had with end users of Domino, Commerce, Portal, all those products, um, they weren't actually uh, fully sure as to what was happening until I you know, show them the information or show them the, yeah, the newsreel. So mm. they're saying, but I'm still paying for renewal, which has gone up 10% in my latest renewal notice. 
Yeah, but yet there's a software not with HC. Like, so that's very confusing for customers. But when it comes to IBM and confusion, well, that's kind of power for the course, really. It's it's kind of, you know, it's continuing of the trend of clients getting a little bit confused as to who are they dealing with, what are they buying, how is it transacted, you know, all of those all those kind of uh, confusions are, are just a, a, a trend with IBM that our customers are getting a little bit frustrated by. And we, we're good at that in the IT industry, though, in general, <laughs> aren't we? We're good at confusing people. We confuse people in lots of areas. I mean, just looking back at, at the deal, I've been trying to read overnight what actually have HCL paid 1.8 billion for. I mean, I, I still haven't managed to figure that out. And as you describe what we're seeing on the ground, what we see from those people who are spending the money with IBM after the previous acquisitions, it's just not clear. Like mm-hmm. neither HCL nor IBM have come out and said exactly. At least with the with the Red Hat deal, we know what's going on. We know IBM is spending thirty four billion dollars to acquire a company, all its assets, all its employees, and move all its revenue. In this situation, HCL are spending apparently one point eight billion for what? Are they getting the revenue? Are they going to be paid a fee? I mean, IBM did this a number of years ago when they sold uh, their chip business. The rumor was they actually paid the company they have, whose name escapes me, they paid them money to take it off their hands. That was the rumor because mm. without clarity, this is what you end up with. Now, in a business context, that's fine. I guess, you know, it, it maybe it just allows people to have a conversation. It's not the end of the world. But the other part of what we see in our business and particularly with IBM around the whole the contract uncertainty. So this this culture of just don't really be clear, mm-hmm. you know, be create a scenario of confusion just permeates our industry, and it's such a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think it's because the the people that our clients are talking to at year end when they're doing the renewals and when they hear these see these press releases about IBM selling software to to, to ACL, and you know for one point eight billion, as I said, and then it, it, there's a kind of a sales spin in the article about for a fifty billion dollar market, you know. So they're talking about the market size, you know. So the market size is one point fifty billion. So it's all a bit. It's a bit of a sales pitch, to be honest. Um, I didn't quite. And what I didn't read in the article was, well, what are the benefits for the client? So where does the client fit into this when it comes to their usage of these products, most of which actually they're moving away from uh, yeah. based from what I see in the market. But yeah. uh, I think what's confused, why the client is confused and why there's such obfuscation is that when I'm a client and I'm talking to my rep or my business partner, they don't know. Mm. So they're not actually giving the customer good information. You know, and yeah. we speak to them and we're able to provide more clarity than they've ever had before. And they see, you know, notices like, save up to 50% on your reinstatement if you reinstate your domino maintenance. Well, what does that mean? Up to 50%? Is it 50%? You know, it's not clear. Mm. Um, It's a bit like selling a hypermarket and seeing a sign saying, save up to 50% today. Mm. On what? What products? What are the terms? Yeah. So I just think there's no clarity in the front line of IBM. The sales guys don't know. The reps don't know. and, And the clients are being misinformed as to what's going on. And, yeah. uh, so it's all kind of, again, you know, one part of the same picture that I think we're talking about. And what does a company, if you've invested in Domino or Informix or Portal, Commerce, Unica, any of these products, if you've invested your money in them, what do you do? This is the thing. Do you ignore this announcement? Does it matter to you? You well, know, you're unsure. I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, take you know uh, Domino. You mm-hmm. know, which has version ten has recently come out about. I think it was October. It's the first release of Domino by HCL. Now, previously, it had been very 
you know, certain because of the high quality of software development from IBM in the past that it will be stable, the release will be stable, there will be a certain number of fixed packs every year. What I'm hearing on the ground is, well, this is the first release of a product from IBM, not from IBM. You know, we leave that one behind, but it's from HCL. You know, how can we be certain of the quality? So there's now a reluctance, you know, for you've invested in the product, paid SNS for many years, you're on version nine. Mm -hmm. That investment is supposed to give you future upgrades and certainty, but actually that certainty has been taken away. People are saying, oh, version 10. I'm not sure I like the sound of that. Nobody's moving to it. Let me wait and see. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, so that kind of investment dollars that you've spent over the years, the subscription portion, I suppose, of the SNS yeah. uh, is now potentially going to go to waste. People yeah. are now looking at maybe I won't move. Maybe I should migrate. So, you know, it's, it, so that's kind of another topic as to why do people continue to pay SNS for years and years and years when actually mm. get nothing out at the end of the day? Yeah. Going back to the fourth quarter scenario, yeah. what's happening is you're being you know, it's assumed you're going to renew, mm. you know, and that then you're being pressurized to renew. You're getting these renewal notices 90 days out. Yeah. If you don't respond to it, you're auto-renewed. Suddenly you have a bad, you know, you're a bad debtor to IBM because you haven't paid, your, you know, so all of that kind of those games and the pressure and the leverage that IBM put on you at the end of the quarter also doesn't help the clients, you know? Yeah. So there's, it's just, I don't know, it's a, it's a tangled web of deceit and obfuscation and confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And it's supposed to be a happy time of the year. Yeah, it's Christmas. And this is a very grim discussion. <laughs> it's Christmas. Well, it may not be so grim because if <laughs> if you were an IBM, for the IBM sales reps, I wouldn't like to be working for IBM now when news like this comes out because it, it does create confusion with your customers. And now you've got a, an additional thing to explain. Not only do you have to explain your price increases and the fact that your potentially customers are not getting a huge amount of value for many of these services, particularly around the software renewal area. Um, but now you've got to explain what's happening with these products. And there's quite a significant portion of them which many of which have, have many, many customers out there who've been using these products for many years. Um, so I wouldn't like to be those guys, but... I hear you saying that, that you need to explain. The fact is, though, it's not being explained. I mean, nobody knows why. I mean, I don't know why, because I've worked in this industry for a long time. So I know that software gets easier to manage and maintain. And I know the number of support calls goes down as the, as the stability increases. So why does something go up by 10% yeah. in, in a market where... You know, what is that compared to the current inflation rates, you know, globally? It's a multiple of inflation. So it's not to do with inflation. Yeah. It's not to do with currency fluctuations because currency risk is spread globally. So it's just to do with, I'd hate to say the word greed, but it's crazy. Yeah. Why does something go up by 10% when actually it should be going down every year? It's getting easier to maintain. Yes. It's going up because... Revenues are declining, and the only way to manage this revenue stream, it's a lovely word, I love an IBM, they call it the stream. And every time you talk to any sales rep or renewals rep, they talk about the stream on which they're measured. The stream has to be maintained for, you know, no reason or any reason. And it's, not, it's nothing to do with quality, and it's nothing to do with promise. It's just to do with revenue. It's yeah. a pure revenue-based increase. Yeah, and it is a very nice time of year. Yeah, it is Christmas. Um, the good news for all of you IBM customers that are listening and those people out there who spend money with IBM, there are alternative options and there's people like Origina out there that you can come to. We are actually coming to the end of our podcast. This is our first mm -hmm. time doing this, Brendan. I'm really 
It's great fun. I really enjoyed it. Nice conversation. Yeah, yeah it was good. It was good. I, I, we need to, you know, bring a bit more levity into the next one. But this was, a, you know, this was a serious topic, and we got a bit morose. I think. No, I didn't think so. I thought we had a really good, interesting topic conversation yeah. there. So, thank you very much, you. Thank you yeah. very much, my listeners, for everyone listening. Uh, we will see you on our next podcast with two Irish guys discussing software. Thank you.